I'm your host, The Jackal, once again, coming to you from Miami, Florida. Welcome to Inside My Head, and for the next couple hours, I'm going to spend here uh, time talking to you about a couple different topics. One, I finally saw District 9, finally. I know know a lot of people have seen it by now, but I finally got to actually see it this weekend. I'm going to give you a little thoughts on it at the end of the show. Also, I want to talk about Alex Jones and some very nasty comments uh, this man made recently regarding the death of the king of pop, Michael Jackson, who, as some of you may know, I'm a, you know, I'm a fan of, a long-time fan of Michael Jackson, and um, I took his death very hard. Uh, he was, you know, a great entertainer. Uh, today, you know, actually would have been Michael's 51st birthday, so, uh, you know, this is the reason why today we're doing the show. We actually supposed to do it on Fridays, but we changed it to today so we can honor the uh, man, the king of pop. So to uh, throughout the show, I want to play nothing but uh, Michael Jackson songs, uh, from here on out, so you guys, uh, if you want to call in, if you have any requests, I have a ton of songs on the uh, on the switchboard here. Call me up, and if you have any Michael Jackson songs you want to hear, I'll go ahead and play it. Uh, today would have been the uh, King of Pop's 51st birthday, like I said. Uh, you know, last night when prepping for the show, I said to myself, you know, wouldn't it be more appropriate to do the show on his actual birthday, uh, since the death is, you know, part of the topic here tonight? In, in tribute, like I said, I'm going to go and uh, be playing all his music tonight, but... 
the reason I also brought up Alex Jones is because of the comments he made about Michael Jackson. Uh, so it's going to be a two-parter when it comes to Michael Jackson. I'm going to get to uh, both two topics, Alex Jones and his comments on Michael Jackson. Uh, plus also I'm going to talk about the coroner's report. Uh, officially now it's considered a homicide. So uh, this means that somebody is going to go to jail, uh, somebody's going to go to trial, and somebody's going to get charged with a you know homicide. So the King of Pops' uh, last, I guess, uh, you know, appearance on the planet was uh, him getting murdered, in a sense. Also this week we uh, had the uh, passing of Senator Ted Kennedy, which I want to talk about. Uh, you know, another dead pop icon. This is uh, the been the year of the uh, dead icons. A lot of them have gone by from Ed McMahon to Farrah Fawcett to Michael Jackson to Ted Kennedy. It's like one after the other. You know, and anybody out there keeping score? Because uh, I sure am, and it's, uh, it's getting pretty gruesome out here. Uh, you know, also one thing I wanted to touch on, and it's uh, kind of funny. I was hearing the AZ uh, UFO radio show earlier tonight. Uh, you know, I wanted to see if, um, if he had spoken about the show me, Jesse, and uh, Alejandro did. And sure enough, he did. He spoke about the show. Um, I have a little rebuttal to his rebuttal. You know, I think that uh, every uh, good turn deserves another. Now, AZ, you know, he's not a bad dude. He, uh, he, like he said, he is, he's passionate. Uh, his heart is in the right place, but his mind is a little bit off track. I don't know if maybe it's the ganja he's smoking or what the heck is going on with this kid, but uh, I want to play a couple audio clips that I want you guys to hear uh, just uh, so we can clear the air. So when we come back, I'm going to touch on Michael Jackson case, the coroner's report, also on the Alex Jones uh, connection here and what he said about the King of Pop, with, uh, which really crossed the line and is something that I really wanted to get to because it's uh, an upsetting thing. I'm going to play some, comments, some uh, clips also uh, of uh, Alex Jones and the stuff he said. And again, we're going to speak a little bit on uh, Ted Kennedy, the great senator who passed away this week. Uh, no matter if you agree with his politics or not, you got to admit the man did a lot of great things. Uh, so if you like these topics, folks, and you have something to say, you know, be heard. Call me up. The Jackal here uh, with you in the Jackal's head. You can reach me at 347-205-9961. Again, that's 347-205-9961. doesn't matter where you are in the country. I know it's long distance, but today, you know, with uh, cell phones now, uh, free long distance is on them, so you use your cell phone. That's probably the best way. Uh, if you guys uh, from the AZ radio show want to call in to, you know, rebuttal my rebuttal, by all means, feel free, brother. This is a free show. This is for everybody uh, out there at Block Talk Radio who want to hear the truth, only the truth, and nothing but the truth. Uh, so help me, whatever God may be, because in the end of the day, we really don't know what God is. That's just the, uh, that's just the truth. But either way, we'll be right back. I'm going to go ahead and uh, start off the uh, the show in a minute here. I'm going to go ahead and uh, do a little Michael. Happy birthday, Michael.
That, of course, is the King of Pop with Blood on the Dance Floor off the uh, the CD History in the Mix that came out a few years ago. Now, getting into the uh, whole Michael Jackson thing, uh, here's just uh, was released today, actually, was published earlier today, that Dr. Conrad Murray has admitted that he put um, the signing, actually, he put the singing legend on a drip containing the drug propofol and says he put up the 25 milligrams to help Jackson sleep. The news in the world, uh, the news of the world actually reported that the legal team will claim that Jackson reset the machine controlling the drip, increasing the dosage, which actually led to the heart attack that killed him. Jackson died at the age of 50 on June 25th, and U.S. authorities now believe he was killed by a lethal dose of propofol, which was actually on the coroner's report. On Friday, the Los Angeles coroner confirmed his death as being treated as a homicide, like I said earlier, and Dr. Murray could not face charges. Yesterday, thousands of fans danced in New York Park at a party hosted by filmmaker Spike Lee on what would actually have been Jackson's 51st birthday. That was actually uh, not not long ago, not actually a few hours ago. It was just uh, like everyone else, uh, you know, would love his world. So if anyone knows, I love this talent, said Lee, uh, who directed two music videos for Jackson in uh, 1996. The uh, the event originally uh, planned as a black party-style gathering for 2,000 people in Brooklyn's uh, Fort Greene Park without being moved to uh, Prospect Park to accommodate bigger crowds uh, because Michael Jackson's popularity is soaring. Uh, now, this is all coming in in the last few days. We've been talking about Michael Jackson uh, here, you know, since he passed away. And, of course, it's been all over the media, all over TV. Uh, if you watch uh, Headline News, uh, Nancy Grace, all these tabloid TV shows, all they do is talk about Michael Jackson in this case, uh, which is kind of funny since, uh, you know, before uh, Michael Jackson is always, you know, viewed in a negative way on these type of shows. And now uh, they're, you know, kind of making him look like a saint, which is kind of uh, ironic and funny. But... Uh, either way, they're, uh, they've been talking about Michael Jackson a lot on these shows. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is going to become a spectacle, this trial. And I do hope they, you know, they do throw the book at this uh, doctor. He did, you know, provide a drug that you're not supposed to use outside of the uh, operating room. Uh, so that in itself should get him thrown in jail with this card from, you know, the medical field or whatever. Um, I don't know, he should lose, definitely lose his license. This is definitely something that uh, needs to stop. I mean, this is not the first celebrity who's lost his life. Uh, in the last couple of years because of, uh, you know, overdosing on pain medication. Uh, last year, we lost Heath Ledger also on pain medication. Uh, and, you know, it's going to continue. We, these Hollywood doctors that continue to prescribe drugs to these celebrities, uh, you know, just to be in their in crowd. Uh, you know, they need to, like, you know, get taken care of. Because if not, we're going to keep losing celebrities who get addicted to these kind of drugs because they're an easy way out. They're an easy way to cope with problems. Michael Jackson, as everybody knows, had a lot of issues in the last 30 years. Uh, stemming actually back, you can really pinpoint it to the uh, Pepsi commercial in 84, uh, where his hair uh, caught on fire and he, you know, was horribly burned. He actually uh, had burns all over his scalp and his uh, face, which a lot of people don't know, but Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson had lupus at that time. A lot of people thought in the 70s and 80s when he had rosy red cheeks that he was putting blush. But he actually had lupus, which is a disease that attacks your skin. It's almost like a form of skin cancer in a sense. So that's why he had reddish skin, which later became white because of the vitiligo, which he had you know, as a skin disorder. Now, when you got heartily burned like he did, that actually triggered and sped up the vitiligo. That's why he went from being really dark to really light, like almost overnight. It sped up the actual disease because it actually triggered, I guess the, it's a good way of saying it, it triggered the, uh, the the virus or whatever, the illness, uh, to speed up and to, you know, to start spreading faster. So he actually lost his pigmentation. At the end there, Michael was actually allergic to the sun, which a lot of people don't know about. And I speak about this is because of the comments that were made 
uh, about one Mr. Alex Jones. I wanted to uh, get to him also, as I said. Uh, of course, the whole Michael Jackson thing, you know, with his pain that he had been going through, uh, it's easy to understand why he would, you know, turn to the you know, drugs. A lot of people turn to drugs. I mean, he wasn't, you know, using heroin for crying out loud. He wasn't, you know, using cocaine. He was using pain medication, pain medication because he had actual pain. The man was actually in pain because of all the operations that he had to have. A lot of people don't know about this, but he had no surgery. Big shocker, I know. He had no surgery for the first time in the 70s because he had broken his nose. And it actually happened, I believe, in the late 70s. He was on stage with the Jackson 5, and he actually fell off stage and broke his nose. Because of that incident, he had to have no surgery because the nose didn't heal properly. It actually, the bone broke. Uh, once they actually did the surgery the first time, he couldn't really breathe correctly. So he had to go back in and, you know, have another surgery so they could actually fix it a little bit so he could breathe better. So all the time the people were saying, oh, he made his nose smaller because he wanted to look weird or he wanted to look like a white person or this and that. There was actual real medical reasons why these things were happening to this man. And it's like Al Sharpton said, you know, he wasn't a weird person. Weird stuff just happened to him. This is documented stuff. The man fell off stage, broke his nose, needed three surgeries before they corrected the issue properly. He could actually breathe normally. What happened to him was later on, like I believe in the mid-90s, the actual tip of his nose, which was, was you know, that was left from his original nose, uh, was dying off because of the three or four times it had been, you know, ripped apart and put back together. So he actually had issues with the nose then. That's why people saw him with a little tape on his nose for, you know, a couple of years there. Uh, so, I mean, this is a person who suffered a crazy amount of trauma in his life. Of course, everybody knows about his father possibly being an abusive father when he was young, uh, something that could torment a person. <clears throat> I don't think Michael Jackson was a child molester, to be honest with you. You know, I don't think that he had it in him. Uh, to be a child molester, but let's let's take a listen here. I'm going to play a clip from Mr. Alex Jones. <coughs> Sorry, I'm coughing a lot. I have a little bit of a throat infection. You can sort of say that I, uh, let's just say I smoked something earlier, but uh, where's the Alex Jones stuff? I'm looking here through the archive. Okay, here we go. Now, there are, there's actually two clips I wanted to play. Uh, you know, regarding Michael Jackson and Alex Jones. I'm going to play the first one, then I'll talk, and then I'll play the second one. Uh, And also, I'm going to expose Alex Jones as the liar, the fraud, the fake, the charlatan, the fear-monger, the evil person that he is. That's right, you heard it here, folks. I wasn't the person who really, you know, exposed him, but I'm going to play a little clip, actually these two clips, that is going to show you just who Alex Jones really is. Because I think, you know, since it's been a few years since probably people have heard these clips, some of you, you know, who follow Alex Jones might not really know who he really is, what kind of agent of disinformation this man is. Alex Jones is evil. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, for this worldwide transmission. It is the 26th day of June 2009. We're going to be live here for the next four hours. And no, I'm not going to be talking about Michael Jackson. I will be talking about the mob psychology, though, of the hysteria I witnessed last night 
concerning the death of 50-year-old Michael Jackson. Keep that in mind, folks. He's not going to talk and about we'll do Michael that Jackson. later coming up in the hour. I heard Jason Burmans last night doing his show, 9 to Midnight, and I heard him talk about how he pulled through a popular uh, smoothie drive through to get a pomegranate smoothie, and the young lady said, I'll give you a discount on your smoothie if you can name a Michael Jackson song. And he said, bad. And then she said, sing it. And he said, no, just, just charge me the full amount. I'm not going to sing it. And she was basically doing that to everybody that drove through there. I was at the gym getting ready to come down here last night at about 7 o'clock running on the treadmill to get warmed up before I lift weights. And they have TV screens in there. And everybody stopped working out. Everyone was talking. It was as if an alien spacecraft had landed in Central Park. And they were just mouth open. The workout stopped. The staff stopped. The personal trainers stopped training people. It was as if a new dawn or a new dark age or something new of earth-shattering import had just transpired. And I'll be honest with you, I then went home, got to doing research, working on a book I'm doing, and stopped thinking about it. Had Burma song in the background heard him talking about the palm granite smoothie lady. And this morning I was all freaking out over all this legislation about the past today, just all the incredible news in front of me, the amazing developments in the banking committee yesterday. And I'm driving into work, and it hits me, Michael Jackson. I've got to talk about that guy. Now, listen, now I'm going to go over this. The Michael Jackson thing of him reportedly dying from an opiate, a painkiller injection, this is the biggest diversion, the biggest distraction I have seen in a while. On top of Farrah Fawcett, and the governor and his lover. I mean, that was clearly staged. Not Michael Jackson, some sad, abused child with his demonic family who then clearly became a pervert, who got away with it because of his incredible money, who bought into Madison Avenue's insecurity and into image so much that his nose was literally falling off of him, has now died, reportedly, from a narcotics overdose. And they let him sit there, even though they knew he couldn't breathe until they called 911 until he'd stopped breathing. It does look very shady, and that will be endlessly debated, and they'll throw that out. While the Iran overthrow continues, while the police state continues, while the depression continues, the next three months as they pass the total banker takeover, the federal takeover of all water supplies above ground and below ground, total federalization of the entire United States, total global taxation, hate crimes, speech crimes, banning free speech, federal felonies of the feds say you hurt somebody's feelings, cyberbullying, all of it racing through and passing because all we're going to hear is every facet of Michael Jackson. It is such a sick joke. And the police landing with a helicopter to get his dead body. Oh, my goodness. Some guy who dressed up in a clown outfit who liked to mess with little kids that he adopted that CPS had grabbed from other people. Ladies and gentlemen, we take this radio show very, very seriously. My family's going into total bondage right now. The new world order that they've been setting up for decades is now upon us. Total control of our lives. Absolute tyranny. No Bill of Rights. No Constitution. World dictatorship run by bankers. And I can't help it that I am on the verge of exploding. 
And I am disgusted by the bug-eyed, moronic, idiotic public who are running around talking about Michael Jackson all day when it doesn't mean anything. The guy is a disgusting, pathetic, weirdo clown with a bunch of foster kids uh, that he got from, uh, that were jacked from their families by the CPS. I mean, this is a demon-run government. And just everything about Michael, Michael Jackson about makes Jackson. me sick. And I can't stand the, the New World Order changing the subject what? off of Iran and the police state and the collapsing economy and the depression and the banker takeover of the carbon cycle and them telling the idiot public polar bears can't swim. I mean, I'm just sick of it. I'm sorry. i got to settle down. I, I just... <laughs> just I just can't believe how scum-filled this country and world is. Ah, ugh, I just crush. Ugh. I just can't stay in the new world order. Make me sick. Make me want to throw up. I just hate the new world order. They make me sick. They make me want to throw up. Alex Jones, you make me want to throw up. If you guys heard that, and I'm sure you were paying attention closely there, uh, he said in the beginning he wasn't going to talk about Michael Jackson on a personal level. He just going to talk about the hysteria around Michael Jackson. But yet he went in and attacked Michael Jackson viciously, a man who's dead who cannot defend himself. What a coward little man Alex Jones is, okay? For a person to attack somebody who's dead on radio like that and belittle a fucking person like that is pathetic. Alex Jones, you're a pathetic human being. You know what the truth about Alex Jones is? He's a fear monger. That's what he is. He takes all the little stories that, you know, all the little things that happen that really don't make the headlines around the world, all the little stories that, you know, that really have nothing to pertain to do with us, and he sensationalizes them. And he blows them out of proportion. Polar bears can't swim. Who gives a fucking rat's ass if polar bears can't swim? You stupid fucking dumb shit. Okay? That's what I think of Alex Jones. He's a stupid, dumb asshole. Complete asshole. He is a fucking turd. This guy is, you know, pathetic. I mean, how the hell do you attack a human being who is dead? Does that make you more of a man, Alex Jones? Huh? You're alive. I'm attacking you now, big boy. If you're a man, say something, little, you little asshole. Little dickwad. Attacking a dead man. What a piece of crap Alex Jones is. Complete piece of crap. Anybody who buys it, his videos and buys into his bullshit is just, you know, you know what, you're, all you're doing is you're making the man rich. That's what you're doing, really. Because that man is full of shit. You know how much shit he has talked about over the years that have not happened? That he, he swears it's happening. Oh, yeah, this is happening. Oh, yeah, New World Order. Blah, 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 blah. None of it ever fucking happens. None of it. Period. He's a liar. He's a fear monger. In fact, I'm going to get more to the fear monger stuff in a second, but I want to play the second part of this clip here. Uh, you know, listen to this dickhead continue on about Michael here. Oh, man, I just... This is a normal response, you freaks out there that are tuning in to me on AM and FM and want to hear about that freak Michael Jackson, that pedophile freak with all his foster kids he had with hoods over their heads. You, and they, they, they let him keep the kids because if you're a big, fat pedophile, they leave you alone. So sick of them kidnapping good people's kids, Christian people's kids, to hand them over to monsters like him, that sack of 
garbage. There, you want to know what I think about him? It makes me sick to look at him. It's a demon. His little clown outfits. Well, he's in hell now. You don't want to know what I really think about things, folks. All you idiots out there that shoot your mouths off about how you want violence but never engage in it. He talked the talk. He walked the walk, you little wimps. When this stuff really starts, it isn't going to be fun. But God knows it'll probably be better than a bunch of pedophiles ruin us. A bunch of drooling, weak, chicken-neck scum that run everything. A bunch of people that don't know what wholesomeness is. They don't know what goodness is. That think evil's good. You can all go to hell. Oh. Oh, ah! Just total tyranny taking over everything. And a bunch of slack-jawed idiots just everywhere. I I'm in the gym. I'm on the treadmill. 7 o'clock, CNN's reporting Michael Jackson's dead. Helicopter picking up his dead body like, they're, like, it's, like it's the prophets retrieving the body of Moses or something from the mountaintop. Like it was Elijah. It's, it's unbelievable. All the fanfare, the, the, just the ridiculousness of it. We're made to worship this weak, pathetic, bleached child raper. Everything's got to be bombarded with him. All the hype. The whole New World Order is about setting the agenda. It's about setting the agenda. Instead of talking about real issues, you got to talk about Anna Nicole Smith and O.J. Simpson and Michael Space Alien Jackson and all, with his little elf nose and all the rest of it. I don't want to hear about him. And you drive through a drive through and the woman wants you to get a free smoothie if you'll sing a Michael Jackson song. She'd sit there and break the rules and cheat the company she works for, just obsessing on Michael Jackson. You know why? Everybody was so happy. I was watching everybody at the gym. They were all so happy. They were all twittering around and talking and watching the TV and stopped working out. I just worked out harder. You know why they were happy? Because they liked thinking of somebody rich dying. Because they like thinking of other people dying. It makes them, at a petty subconscious level, feel psychologically dominant. Bunch of sick freaks. Now, I saw a lot of people in the news uh, being interviewed and stuff, you know, after Michael's death. And I don't, I didn't really call seeing anybody happy. I saw a lot of people crying, a lot of people in tears, uh, you know, hugging uh, their friends, family members, loved ones. Uh, a lot of fans just really mourning the death of the king of pop. Now, what this asshole doesn't understand is Michael Jackson is the most famous person on the planet. Okay? You can go to any tribe in Africa who does not even know who the president of the United States is, but guess what? They'll know Michael Jackson. They'll be able to sing one of his songs. There's jails in Thailand where the prisoners you know, actually do dance steps of Michael Jackson's videos as recreation. Instead of working out, you know, they actually, you know, dance, you know, the you know, the thriller or, or beat it or whatever the dances are. Michael Jackson is the most important figure in pop music and in, you know, pop culture period in the last hundred years. Alright? And to you know call this guy a pedophile when there's actually no proof that he ever molested anybody, the first kid who accused of accused him of child molestation has come public and said that it was all a lie, made up by his father, thank you very much, to, you know, extort money out of Michael Jackson. If you do your homework, Mr. Alex Jones, you would see that people tend to try to take advantage of people who are, you know, quote-unquote weak. Michael Jackson was a vulnerable person because, he, you know, he was, he was a man-child in a sense. And people who knew him deeply, you know, believe me, 
they loved this man because he was a special human being. Michael Jackson wasn't like, you know, like Alex Jones over here who has to belittle and, you know, bring somebody down and, you know, you know, fill people's heads with fear-mongering tactics just to try to get his views across. Michael Jackson was about love and about peace. And let's, in, in fact, let's talk about some of the good Michael Jackson did. Michael Jackson wrote We Are the World with Lionel Richie in 1985 and performed it as part of the All-Stars uh, single uh, to raise money for Africa in 1985. Have you ever done anything like that, Mr. Alex Jones? I mean, you make a lot of money off your videos, but, I mean, I don't believe you've actually, you know, given to charity. The millennium issue of uh, the Guinness Books of Record actually names Michael Jackson as pop star, uh, as actually the pop star who supports the most charity organizations, according to JacksonAuction.com, which has an extensive timeline of Jackson's charity work. Okay, in 1984, Jackson equipped a hundred and actually, I'm sorry, 19 bed units at Mount Sinai New York Medical Center, and this center is part of the TJ, uh, I think it's Martell F uh, Foundation uh, for Leukemia and Cancer Research. Later in the year, he actually visited uh, Brotman Memorial Hospital where he had been treated when he was actually burned very badly during his production of the Pepsi commercial that I talked about earlier. He donated all the money he received from the Pepsi commercial from the accident, which he received $1.5 million to the Michael Jackson Burn Center for Children. In 1986, he set up the Michael Jackson United Negro College Fund, and, and actually endure, you know, and actually uh, it was a scholarship that he put in about uh, 1.5 million in funds aimed toward actual students and uh, you know majoring in the performing arts and communication with this money that he gave every single year. Now, how can you call this human being a demon? How can you sit there and belittle and degrade this person? who gave and gave and gave and gave. In fact, in 1992, you know, he established the Heal the World Foundation, whose work has included airlifting six tons of supplies to Sarajevo, uh, instituting drugs and alcohol abuse education and uh, donating millions of dollars to less fortunate children. Now, again, how can you demonize a human being? This is the closest thing we've had on planet Earth to a saint ever. He has contributed to more charities than Mother Fucking Teresa for fucking crying out loud. And you sit there with your fucking, with your little fucking radio show talking bad about Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, are you fucking crazy? Are you fucking insane, Alex Jones? Are you fucking that retarded? Are you smoking the good drugs? I mean, what really are you on? I mean, let's be honest here. Are you really are getting high on something really good? Because to sit there and talk about Michael Jackson the way you talked about Michael Jackson, you deserve to get your ass kicked. You do. You're a fucking idiot. In fact, when I said I was going to expose this fucking asshole, uh, you know, I'm going to just play a clip here from a few years ago from Mr. William Cooper, who did a very nice job of exposing this fucking dickhead. Listen to this. Listen very carefully. This is the this this is just snippets taken from the first 45 minutes of the Alex Jones show on uh, December the 31st, New Year's Eve. This is news. What I'm reporting here to you is hard news. This could have resulted in the shutdown of the whole country, the declaration of martial law, mass hysteria and panic by millions of people. And this is the guy, along with a few others, but this is the main guy who was whipping it all up. Listen carefully. 
cash machines are failing in uh, Britain and now other European countries. They're finding large amounts of explosives in France. Uh, Vladimir Putin, uh, who is known as Vladimir the Ruthless, and using all his profanity on national TV, you name it, we won't read the profanity here, uh, but we've got it. Uh, this person is on an unbelievable power trip and resembles a demon. He is a creature of the IMF and the World Bank and international communism. He is a former KGB head, and this information is vital, ladies and gentlemen. We are seeing the New World Order uh, really come out in full force. More wars than have been in the last 50 years are going on right now. The war in Chechnya is raging in Grozny with, well, reports of hundreds of thousands dying. Is that true, folks? Is there, are there more wars going on right now than in the last 50 years? Are there hundreds of thousands of people dying right now in Chechnya? Listen to this. This man is just making it up right out of his head as he goes along. Uh, 20 to 40,000 civilians trapped in the city. Russian hinds are being shot down. Tanks are being blown to bits. Uh, massive, uh, grod, unguided rocket attacks are being launched on the city indiscriminately right now. Air and artillery bombardments as well. Uh, it's absolutely out of control. It is pandemic, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'll give you the news first on Y2K. The newest developments, the Pennsylvania nuclear plant has been shut down. Um, one of the main uh, systems transferring the power from it uh, failed, but they say it's not a Y2K problem. And the things I'm experiencing here in Austin, Texas, the shelves are empty of water and some gas stations are running out of fuel. Uh, here in Central Texas uh, and in Minneapolis, Minnesota, the shortwave is basically down, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, went off right as I went on the air. The big news on Y2K. Then we'll start going to your calls. 800-259-9231. 800-259-9231. All right, let's go ahead and get to this article. Associated Press, uh, this came out at 7.22 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Today, December 31st, 1999, Pennsylvania nuclear plant shut down one of the two nuclear reactors at Pico Energy Co.'s Limerick Generating Station has shut down uh, this morning after a piece of equipment failed. Company spokesman Neil McDermott said the problem was not Y2K related. It was declared an unusual event, the least serious emergency classification of nuclear power plant. they got to have a serious emergency to shut down a plant, ladies and gentlemen. You power one down, you're not going to power it up for at least days. Um, it was declared an unusual event. At 2.55 a.m., shutdown occurred when an insulator on the main generator transformer from Limerick 2 failed. We had reports yesterday of this. Off the record, I would not report it, but I had it from a good source that this plant was having problems along with four other plants. I may just go ahead and report it here. Um, I mean, what do we get good information here? This has been going on for days. Uh, from our information, it is not this, this transformer that they're talking about. They wouldn't just shut a plant down over that. Something serious may be going on there. So that the central government, known as the federal government, the occupational government uh, in Washington, D.C., has set up a huge $50 million command bunker hooked into all the FEMA boxes that can take over all the shortwave uh, broadcast and commercial AM and FM stations as well as television broadcast stations. And we hope they do not activate that, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, police and military are on high alert, running around looking for supposed boogeymen and terrorists under every rock. Uh, military uh, are highly visible now. Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, there are trains of military equipment moving into Austin. Uh, two nights ago, on Wednesday night, Fox News reported that the airport will be used as a massive holding facility for troublemakers or rioters here in Austin that has no history of riots. They need to get that country locked down, 
so they can stage the election for Vladimir Putin. I mean, this guy is a demon. Have you seen this guy? Just how he's raging with power? I'm Alex Jones. I'm your host. I'm just one of the great hosts here on the GCN Radio Network, and I've been very passionate today because I can't even keep track of all the developing news as it's coming in. I'm not going to get into the. I'm not even going to say it's it's six to seven reactors across the country. Um, I'm not even going to. It, it, right. it, it, it's bad, and I, I got this news about the Pennsylvania plant early yesterday. Got it again off air. Confirmed it with someone that is 99% accurate, about like I am, trying to report the truth. And now I've got the Associated Press saying, well, they shut the whole plant down, but uh, they call it um, they call it an, an unusual event, the least serious emergency classification of nuclear power plant. Well, it's got to be pretty bad for them to power a plant down. As the developments um, move forward with this Y2K and this gear up for uh, clamping down in America and Russia and around the world, by, by globalist forces, we'll be bringing you the news as long as we're here on the air. Now pretty much dictator and controller uh, of Russia publicly, and here in America they're gearing up and bracing for terrorism and militarizing everything in front of us. So it's happening there, it's happening here. There they're using the war with Chechnya. Here they're using Y2K and the threat of terrorism. Oh, this is extremely serious. Two weeks ago, Topol M, 6,200-mile super range, multiple warhead, Newest design U.S. clone technology missiles were deployed across Russia. They're mobile. Uh, these are first strike type systems. They're also designed to uh, uh, survive several strikes from America or any other nation. They're deploying these, and Yeltsin openly has been threatening us weekly to nuke us. I mean, it's just getting insane. Uh, and absolutely, this looks like just one more ratchet on the takeover of America. And yes, um, they have an extreme strong man in, KGB leader, running Russia right now. They have deployed their missiles against us and their submarines and have already delivered uh, fully functional missile cruisers to China. Yes, he uh, took, the, took the codes off and he took away our first strike capability. By first strike, that means if missiles are in the air, mm -hmm. let's say 4,000 of them. Russians have got a lot more than that. Right. 4,000 missiles coming in, subs launching, uh, suitcases going off. Uh, we have to wait until we absorb the first strike that will mean virtual uh, annihilation to our military. Uh, brass, I know you're CFR. You've been told you'll be able to be in the bunker if they go to this level. I don't know if they'll do it. It may just be ratcheting down the global system. Here, All I boy, know yeah. is this. Boris Yeltsin, at 4 o'clock in the morning, as the Russian time zone in its eastern area near Japan was entering into Y2K, uh, he resigned, and now Vladimir Putin, known as Vladimir the Ruthless uh, by the Russian people, uh, is now taking the reins of power, supreme power in Russia, and he is a former KGB chief. That's something else I want to tell you, Alex. Well, hold on just a second. Okay. I mean, this is extremely serious. Again, I was getting this information, what you just said two days ago, and I, and I got it even more. I ignored it then, then I got it yesterday, uh, and now it's in the Associated Press that in Pennsylvania... Uh, where you're calling from, in the city you're calling from, one of two nuclear reactors at Pico's Energy Co. Limerick Generating Station was shut down uh, this morning after a piece of equipment failed. And they're saying it's non-Y2K related. This is just unbelievable. One other thing. I heard Bo Greit say this morning that Russia said if their power goes out that they're going to blame us and they're going to set off their nuclear warheads.
Well, I didn't hear that, but I would be interested uh, to um, to have any details. Uh, do you have the details of what Colonel Greit said? No, that's all I heard him say was that they said if they had a power blackout, they'd blame it on us. I know they're threatening to nuke us every single week. I've read the Associated Press, Reuters, Interfax News Agency, London Times articles here. I mean, I read Yeltsin and Jiang Zemin's quotes, the dictator of China, and they're 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 saying we'll we'll nuke you. I mean, it's they spell it out. We will hit you with nuclear weapons. We reserve the right to hit you. Three weeks ago, their uh, head of other missile forces uh, said we reserve the right to nuke you first. Uh, their currency is plunging. The Egyptian pound is plunging against the dollar, uh, the Japanese yen, the Deutsche uh, Mark, and the um, just all of it. It's it's and the same thing is starting to develop here in America. Uh, I've, many of the gas stations here in Austin have the little uh, gloves over the pumps saying they're out of fuel. You n never see this in Austin, Texas. Right here in South Austin, I've seen several stations. Uh, we don't know. This is just a Y2K that was here. Um, just bizarre behavior. Americans standing up as Russia threatens to attack us with nuclear weapons, as nuclear power plants, at least one, are being shut down. Uh, as the military runs around with the police and the FBI saying terrorism is imminent, and some would characterize us as dangerous because we report the facts. Absolutely out of control. Uh, just maintain your readiness, be calm, defend your family, defend your country, but uh, doing a fabulous job. He is consulting with people that he knows personally, a lot of former military people that now own radio companies. And, uh, in fact, I'm not even going to say who the individual is. I'm sure he could call in publicly. I just don't want to uh, give a lot of folks' names out on the air. Uh, they have activated a powerful uh, Cold War uh, radar system in the North Pole region. Uh, that is something that is grounding out shortwave. The entire 9400 band all throughout the uh, 9.4000 up to 9.9. Uh, yeah. I mean, they are, the military traffic is everywhere right now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, scrambled. We've got superpower uh, radar systems, nuclear systems up. And perhaps our military is refused. It was Clinton that shut down that uh, Cold War radar system. It's now back up from people that actually worked in there. We have it confirmed from the sound and where it's coming from, from experts. Fresno, where our servers are located, is in the middle of a blackout. Ladies and gentlemen, we're off the Internet. Uh, this is just absolutely out of control. That's why the commercial stations are so important. Paul, more information coming at you on the other side as Y2K develops. Now, does anybody remember Y2K? Because guess what? Nothing happened. Okay? Nothing happened. In fact... Uh, it was not seven reactors that went down. It was two reactors, and they were shut down for maintenance purposes, for maintenance. Okay, they never attacked America. There was never no nuclear warheads heading over to America. Well, that was all a lie. Now, let me explain something to, to some of you Alex Jones fans out there. And, you know, this is the type of person he is. He is a military militia type meaning he is trying to stir trouble, trying to stir people in a riot, in a panic, with fear-mongering tactics. Now, the reason people do this is for two reasons. One, to actually start an actual riot or start an actual movement that actually overthrows a government. That's the type of person Alex Jones is. Okay, the reason he's doing all these things, also another you know reason could be, is because maybe, just maybe, he is there as a plant 
for the New World Order, for the Illuminati. He's there just to, you know, stir people up, get them going, get them riled up, so they can go crazy on the streets, rioting, fighting, you know, because they think they're being enslaved. Have you guys really lost more rights in the last eight years? I mean, I'm pretty much doing the same thing I do every night uh, that I did eight years ago. Nothing's really changed. I haven't lost any rights. I mean, if you have nothing, you know, to hide, uh, really, what's the problem? But, you know, these are the type of people that Alex Jones is. He wants to stir problems, stir, you know, people in a, in a, in a riot. To, so, you know, so maybe if he is a plant, this would give him a reason to, you know, actually bring on martial law. Think about that. Doesn't it make sense? Get him stirred up. Get him mad. Get him angry as hell. So once they're angry, when they're upset, when they're mad, then we can start martial law. Don't feed into the bullshit, people. There's a lot of bullshit out there. This guy's a turd. He's an asshole. He's a piece of crap. He's a puppet for the New World Order. That's really what he is. Uh, all his colleagues are exactly the same. That's just the truth of the matter. You know, Whatever you hear on paid radio, 99% of it is fixed by the New World Order, and he's on paid radio. In fact, he's on a lot of radio that makes him a lot of money. That's just the truth. I do not have anything against other people, you know, charging if they want to charge for their show. I think, you know, to each their own, anybody who can make a little money on the side, that's all fine and good. So I have no problems with what Jesse does, just to clear the air. Uh, you know, switching topics here, I also said I wanted to talk about other things. Uh, but we'll, we'll get into that in a second. I wanted to uh, take a little break here, and uh, I'll be right back in a minute. So I'm going to go ahead and play another Michael Jackson track, and then we'll switch topics. We'll talk a little bit about the conversations that's been going on between this show, that show, and uh, you know the other show. Three shows involved. Maybe four. But AZ, I have a rebuttal for you, my friend. And for that chick that calls your show, uh, who comes out with you a lot, um, I believe she had uh, something about me she was saying that she heard about my gay family members. We're going to get to that.
reaction is bad. Now, back with you is the Jackal here on the Jackal's Head. Welcome back, everybody. Now, I said I wanted to talk about the AZ radio show uh, here on Block Talk Radio. Now, I've you know, corresponded with AZ a couple times here on, on email. I'm a pretty uh, normal guy, bro. I'm not, uh, you know, a ufologist in the, on the field, you know, reporting or taking, you know, doing investigations or anything like that. I'm just a normal dude who likes ufology. I follow it. It's from the heart. I really do enjoy the subject a, a great deal. Uh, I've always been into UFOs since I was young, and I actually saw a UFO when I was a little kid. It got me into, you know, into interested in ufology, basically. Uh, I listened to Art Bell when I was young, and that sparked my imagination on radio and the, for the topic. Uh, now, I do enjoy listening to Alejandro's uh, radio show and uh, Jesse's radio show. I think they capture that same kind of atmosphere that Art Bell had on his show. Now, if you listen to the Art Bell show, yes, 80% of the people went, that went on there were full of crap, but he let them speak their mind. They were good guests. That's, you know, that was a great thing about the Art Bell show. Everybody had a voice to go speak their mind. No matter how far-fetched the topic was, no matter how crazy or off the wall the guests came out and sounded like, uh, you know, he gave everybody an avenue and an arena for them to speak their mind. Uh, that's a great thing about those shows. I think that Jesse does the same thing on his show. Uh, Alejandro does the same thing on his show. Now, yes, Coast to Coast has become a little watered down with George Norrie taking over uh, since Art Bell has retired. Uh, it's a little watered down nowadays. It's not the exact same uh, show it used to be, but it's still a good show. I still do listen from time to time. I have an account uh, with Coast to Coast. Also, I pay for my monthly fee uh, so I can hear it on radio here online. Uh, fortunately, you can listen to local radio um, websites online and have Coast to, they have Coast to Coast on them. Uh, for example, down here in Miami, uh, the station that plays is uh, WIOD, plays Coast to Coast. Normally, I could hear WIOD over their website, WIOD.com. But for whatever reason, Coast to Coast blocks their signal. It doesn't allow us to hear it over their website. So I pay for the fee. I don't mind paying for it. It's a good show. I get to also you know, check out the archive whenever I want to hear a past guest. I don't mind paying the 6 bucks, 7 bucks, whatever it is. It's not a big deal. If 6 bucks is a big deal to you a month, uh, then you shouldn't be listening to the radio. You should be out trying to hustle for you know, more money because obviously you're, you know, you're a little bit behind uh, when it comes to the uh, when it comes to the income, uh, so six bucks to me is nothing. I paid for Jesse's show uh, over their membership area on UFOTV.com uh, because one, I like the show. Uh, two, uh, there's a lot of the archive stuff that I haven't checked out before in there that is pretty easy to go check out now. Uh, and I've been listening to a lot of the podcasts and there's very good stuff in there. Uh, Jesse is an excellent uh, radio host, not to kiss his ass or anything, but he's a good radio host. He has a good personality for it. He, you know, he attacks the guests properly. If he smells bullshit. He'll play along, but in a playful way, uh, which is you know kind of what Art Bell used to do. You know what I mean? Uh, now, with AZ, the reason that I got involved in this whole thing with him and AZ was because I heard AZ starting attacking uh, people for really school-ground, childish, moronic attacks. I mean, let's be honest here. You know, to call somebody a fag or call somebody gay is, is pretty childish. That's a pretty uh, third-grader-ish of you. Now, I understand what you're trying to get at when you say, well, this guy's a fag, uh, you know, like, you know, he's a fag that he doesn't, you know, he's not, he's weak or whatever. That he's weakling, that he can't, you know, sit on a bike uh, because, it's, you know, his asshole will hurt. Or he can't play ball because he'll miss the ball. I know what you mean by fag. I understand what you're trying to get at. Weakling. A pussy. I know what you mean. But then, you say that but as you go on 
and you started talking on your show, you started calling people a fag as in a homosexual. Okay, and I've heard your show. For that chick that's on your show, let me just tell you, sweetheart, I've heard his shows. I've heard every single one of his shows. And to be honest with you, I think it's pretty, you know, pathetic to have the same topic every single show. And I've heard show after show after show after show now that he pretty much is talking about the same crap, calling people gay in ufology. Well, there's really no room for that. Yeah, I'm going to play the clip, uh, which uh, I'm pretty handy with the computer, folks. Uh, so if, uh, if you're going to start, you know, bringing me into your shows, I'm going to bring you right back out. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to show it, show it how it is because it is what it is. Well, it's complete bull, bull doo-doo what these it's guys bullshit. are saying. Or what's Here, let me, let me start off by saying she's talking about what we were talking about on my show last show. Okay, there, you know what Jesse said because I really didn't say much. I asked him what was going on. You know, Jesse and Alejandro said their piece. I laughed a little bit because honestly, I do believe that this guy sounds a little bit like Andrew Dice Clay. In fact, he's like a mix of Andrew Dice Clay and Alex Jones. Like when Alex Jones gets all pissed and he's roided out and he's, you know, about to burst. He said he's about to explode. That's kind of what this guy sounds like a little bit. He's a little bit of a cross between the two of them. Uh, so, you know, here, I'm going to play it again. This is the chick that I was talking about. I, I don't remember her name, to be honest with you. I, uh, I wasn't paying attention that close to her name, but whatever. I'll find out her name later. You know who you are. Uh, this is you talking about me. You don't know me, but you're talking about me, right? Well, it's complete bull, bull doo-doo. What these bull, bull doo-doo. Or what they think they know. They don't know. They obviously don't listen. First of all, they made a comment Wrong. about your the I listen. comment. Well, I have friends and relatives and family members and blah, blah, blah. Well, they obviously don't get it because then they didn't listen. You even explained it several times. What you meant by being gay just means, you know, that they just don't, they don't get you at all. And, right, I, and what, I, right. What's upsetting is that they don't even take the time to listen to the whole thing before they're making their comments about it. <laughs> it's like listening to one part of one show and then making a judgment on you. Now, how can that be the case? And I'm here playing this audio for you if I don't really pay attention to the show, if I don't really listen to the show. Now, that's directed directly at me. She says I don't get the show, that I don't understand the difference between what he means by gay and by gay homosexual. Folks, I get it. Believe me, I do. I understand what he's trying to say, but the problem is he's a contradicting motherfucker. And I mean motherfucker in the nicest possible sense of the word. This motherfucker is contradicting as hell. Listen to this clip from his own show. So Stan is gay. And everybody knows what I mean when I say that a holster is gay. That this is the guy who, like, in kickball, misses the ball. You know what I mean? Like Jim Brewer says, hey, faggot, you missed it. So he's one of these guys that's a fag because he goes out there and makes up these fake UFO stories and videos and everything else. Okay. 
So he's saying it like, oh, a fact like he's weak. Not so much as a gay homosexual, but a fact like he's, like he's weak. That's all fine and dandy. But, of course, he has to start attacking people that he doesn't know, that he doesn't, hasn't studied or researched the actual evidence. He doesn't really, you know, see, he hasn't seen all that, you know, that's happened to Stan. I mean, he doesn't have inside information on what's going on with Stan. <clears throat> so, you know, later on, on his own show, <clears throat> he contradicts himself again. He's not talking about gay as in, you know, wussy. He really is talking about as in gay homosexual. My research gone your way and have the proof in front of me. This is what I go with. Um, but I think he is gay. I think he's married, doesn't want to be married, is a cause of homosexual. Uh, we all know how theatrical homosexuals can be. And if you're holding all that in your whole life and can't be a gay guy when you need to be, this guy just needs a little a little Peter. That's all he needs. <laughs> he needs a little well, alien. You know. Yeah, sweetheart, we know. We know. You guys are full of shit. I mean, you're contradicting yourself, buddy. I mean, that's great stuff. <clears throat> I mean, seriously, that's like kindergarten stuff. Oh, he's a fag. Oh, he's gay. I mean, it's 2009, dude. I mean, seriously. Grow the fuck up. Just grow up. And that's that was my whole point. I just, you know, I thought it was a little immature. You know, to you know, start saying, "Oh, this guy's fag," and that's not the only clip. I could go really and dissect all his shows, and I can you know pull out clips after clip after clip if I really wanted to. All right, but I don't really got the time for that. I really don't want to. But there's a bunch of you know little clips like that where he talks about you know, oh, I don't mean gay as a homosexual. But then as the show you know he gets a little bit deeper in the show, he starts you know saying, "Oh yeah, I mean, like he takes it in the ass. He's a faggot." I mean, seriously. There's no room for this kind of uh this kind of moronic radio anywhere. And I know hey, I'm I'm all for freedom of speech, so I'm not trying to, you know, tell them to get off the radio. No. That's not I'm that's not what I'm saying. I'm all I'm asking them is to grow up because that's just childish, man. It is. That's as childish as as it gets. And it's sad that his, you know, it's a, a popular show which he does have a good format. I'm not gonna. I'm not like he. You know, he does have a lot of passion for the subject. He really does. He's a passionate fella. Are we ready to play a song? Ah, almost. Ah, uh, tell you, tell you what, tell you what, tell you what. Got a wrench. Got a wrench. Got a wrench. Oh, please, Doctor, hurry. Hmm? Okay, okay, ready, 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 ready. Oh, it's a beauty, it's a beauty, we're ready, we're ready. Yes. Yeah, okay, uh, okay. Uh, 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 uh. Greetings. For days and days now, my able assistant, Doctor. Yeah, this is the kind of stuff that he probably watches still. That's as childish as, uh, you know, his insults. Uh, I mean, seriously, uh, dude, I mean, you have a lot of passion for ufology. I give it to you, you've done research. Uh, but to me, from our conversations, and I don't really want to talk about what we spoke about just because, you know, that's not the gentleman thing to do. And I consider myself a, a nice person. Uh, so I'm never going to say what we talk about, you know, what's said between you and me is between you and me. But it does sound like there's a little bit of jealousy between you with your situation and uh, the situation with 
the other host. And I'm not going to say any names. A little jealousy there. I think you got to check yourself, brother, because to start attacking somebody that you don't even know, really, it's just, it's sad. It's sad, it's pathetic. And like I said, you you're you seem like a nice dude. I'm not going to hate on you too much. You seem like a very nice dude. You're welcome to come on my show here and talk to me anytime, live on the air. If you want to call in now, number is 347-205-9961. I'm a real man. I'll take any call, dude. I'm not afraid of anybody. You can call in, talk to me right now. If not, listen to my next show on then. I don't care. You're welcome on the show anytime to say your piece. But when you guys are going to start talking on your show and you're going to bring me into it, when really last time I really didn't say much about you to begin with, uh, you know, I, I, I think you better listen to what you're going to say and rethink it before you say it because I got what he's trying to say, and I just pinpointed for you that he's being hypocritical in what he's saying. Rich, stop being a hypocrite. Roll the fuck up. Keep doing your show because you do a good show. You're original. You have, you know, a nice original platform there, and you're, you're getting popular. That's good. That's cool. You know, do what you do, brother, but tone down the hate. There's no need for hate. All right? There's enough hate in this world already. There's enough wars being fought over stupid ignorance and stupid hate. And remember, prejudice is ignorance. Remember that. Prejudice is ignorance. I'll be back in a second uh, with, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit, uh, you know, now that's out of the way, I'm going to talk about District 9 in a couple minutes, also about Ted Kennedy, the late senator who uh, passed away. But uh, before we do that, another uh, great song here by the late King of Pop, Michael Jackson, who would have turned 51 today. Uh, today, the birthday of uh, the legendary King of Pop, Michael Jackson, happy birthday, rest in peace. about um, the generations and to say we want to make it a better place for our children and our children's children so that they, 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 they know it's a better world for them and think they can make it a better place. There's a place in your heart and I know that it is love brighter than tomorrow and if you really try you'll find there's no need to cry and play feel there's no hurt or sorrow there are ways to get there if you care enough for the living make a little space make a better place 
Michael Jackson's birthday, 
of uh, Michael Jackson's uh, shoes and uh, his socks, uh, you know, doing the moonwalk, doing the tippy toes. And, uh, you know, it's uh, the two O's are the two toes. It's pretty cool. That's uh, nice to see uh, Google paying tribute to the legendary king of pop, Michael Jackson. Uh, he, you know, more than just pop, he was the king of pop, dance, soul. I mean, you could pretty much throw any subject in there. He was a legendary singer. Uh, definitely the greatest uh, entertainer we've ever had on this planet. And this is why, Alex Jones, people mourn. Because they, you know, they grew up with this guy and he was, you know, a part of culture for the last 50 years. Now, speaking of uh, of pop icons who have passed away in uh, the last uh, few days, we lost another pop icon. Well, not really so much a pop icon, but an icon in general. Uh, we lost, of course, I'm talking about Senator Ted Kennedy, uh, who tragically uh, passed away. The man known as the liberal lion of the Senate has fought for more than a year, uh, a year-long battle with brain cancer, and according to his son, had lived longer with the disease than the doctors actually expected him to uh, to actually live. Uh, he died um, this past week, like I said. Senator Ted Kennedy was 77 years old. I'm going to go ahead and play a little clip here from ABC News talking about Senator Kennedy. Uh, check this out. Senator Edward Moore Kennedy, a giant of American politics and the Democratic Party, and the patriarch of the Kennedy clan, has died. He was 77 years old. It happened just before midnight East Coast time at his home in Hyannisport on Cape Cod. Ted Kennedy is survived by his wife, the former Victoria Reggie, his three children, Kara, uh, Ted Kennedy Jr., and Congressman Patrick Kennedy, his two stepchildren, Curran and Carolyn Racklin, uh, and his first wife, Joan Bennett. Ted Kennedy was the third longest-serving senator in the nation's history, representing Massachusetts since 1962. He continued his family's legacy in public service despite many personal and public tragedies. As ABC's Charlie Gibson reports, he rose above it all to become his family's rock and a liberal champion. It is the glory and the greatness of our tradition to speak for those who have no voice. He was the liberal lion of the Senate and arguably the most important American lawmaker of the 20th century. Ted Kennedy was just 30 years old when he first won the Senate seat formerly held by his big brother John. I pledge that I shall dedicate all of my strength and will to serving you in the United States Senate. For only 11 months, the three Kennedy brothers served in Washington together. John the President, Robert the Attorney General, Edward the Senator. Until Dallas. 1963. People uh, now grief-stricken outside the hospital upon learning officially that President Kennedy had been shot dead. Within a year, Ted Kennedy would have his own brush with death, barely surviving a small plane crash. And then in 1968, there was another assassination. Bobby Kennedy killed while campaigning in Los Angeles. My brother need not be idealized or enlarged in death beyond what he was in life. To be remembered simply as a good and decent man who saw wrong and tried to right it, saw suffering and tried to heal it, saw war and tried to stop it. Ted Kennedy's public display of strength was followed by unwanted headlines. After a party in Martha's Vineyard, his car plunged off a narrow bridge on Chappaquiddick Island. Kennedy swam to shore, but his passenger, Mary Jo Kopechny, died. 
This morning I entered a plea of guilty to the charge of leaving the scene of an accident. Chappaquiddick would haunt him the rest of his life. Still, in 1980, Ted Kennedy tried to fulfill what many saw as his destiny. He ran for president, mounting a primary challenge against incumbent Jimmy Carter. A campaign remembered most for the words that ended it. For me, a few hours ago, this campaign came to an end. For all those whose cares have been our concern, the work goes on, the cause endures, the hope still lives, and the dream shall never die. Kennedy then rededicated himself to his work on Capitol Hill. He was always a champion for the underprivileged, for education, health care, civil liberties, and his critics would say, for old school liberal spending. His later years brought more personal troubles and another family tragedy. Uh, I am and the Hyannis have been here obviously through the weekend because of the uh, plane crash that has apparently resulted in the death of John F. Kennedy Jr., his wife Carolyn, and his sister-in-law Lauren. But also another moment in the sun. Right before Super Tuesday, Kennedy's endorsement lent credibility and momentum to the Obama presidential campaign. It's time again for a new generation of leadership. It is time now for Barack Obama. Kennedy's diagnosis with a brain tumor in May 2008 brought out his fighting spirit. He was back on the Senate floor just weeks after surgery, and he electrified the country by making a surprise appearance at the Democratic Convention, where he echoed his famous rallying cry. The work begins anew. The hope rises again, and the dream lives on. That, of course, is a clip from uh, ABC News. Again, uh, and I'm going to read a quote here. It says, we've lost the irreplaceable center of our family and joyous light in our lives, but the inspiration of his faith, optimism, and perseverance will live in our hearts forever. The Kennedy, the Kennedy family said in a statement, uh, also here in a quote, he uh, says, uh, he loved this country and this, devoted his life uh, to serving it, end quote. Sad news, uh, once again, Democratic Senator Ted Kennedy is dead at the age of 77 this week. Uh, it's, you know, it's another dead icon in, uh, in America. Man, we've lost a lot of them this year. I mean, I don't know if you guys are keeping track, but Jesus Christ. Wow. This 2009 is officially the year of the dead. Año de los Muertos. That's what this is. This year is. De los Muertos Gigantes, because it's all like, you know, so big known icons that are dying. But uh, once again, uh, in you know, memory of uh, Ted Kennedy, who really was a good man, I mean, you know, all bullshit aside, all Alex Jones conspiracy theory bullshit aside, uh, Ted Kennedy did a lot of good in this country, and uh, he really was, uh, you know, a mainstay in the Senate. He really did, you know, back up his words with actual action. You know, nobody fought more for the underprivileged than Ted Kennedy. That's a fact. Nobody did more than, you know, for people than Ted Kennedy in the Senate, and that's a fact. I think they they said that in uh, just uh, retirement homes and uh, homeless shelters alone, over 6 billion meals had been served to people that needed those meals thanks to Ted Kennedy and to his work. That's six billion with a B. 
That's a lot of meals. That's a lot of people that thanks to this man's work were able to have a, a meal to eat when they probably wouldn't have had any because of, you know, stupid government spending or whatever other stupid laws that he fought against. He fought for a lot of people that needed somebody to fight for them. He really was a good man. Uh, I'm going to have a little moment of silence here uh, for Mr. Ted Kennedy. Rest in peace. Like a comet blazing across the evening sky Gone too soon Like a rainbow fading in the twinkling of an eye Gone too soon That, of course, the legendary king of pop, Michael Jackson, was gone too soon. Uh, Mr. Uh, Ted Kennedy, dead again at the age of 77. Now switching topics a little bit here because it's getting kind of, uh, you know, sad on the show. 
but we got 32 minutes left on the show here. Uh, covered a couple things that I want to talk about. Now I wanted to actually speak about a movie I saw this week, which I've been meaning to see for for a while now. Since it came out, I've been dying to see this movie. I, you know, a bunch of my friends have told me, including Jesse, uh, that it was a kick-ass movie and I had to check it out. And, uh, you know, I was kind of skeptical because, uh, to be honest with you, Hollywood has been making a lot of crappy movies the last decade or so. Uh, there's really not many good films coming out of Hollywood, and it's kind of sad. But uh, I usually nowadays watch more independent films than anything else just because, you know, they at least try with the story. I mean, they're, the effects are getting so cheap that independent independent films can actually look pretty damn good now at a pretty cheap price. And, you know, their stories are a lot more deeper than a lot of these big action flicks. But I went and checked it out. It was fantastic. And, of course, I'm talking about District 9. Check this out. The ship appears to be stopping over Johannesburg City. The difference is here that they are homeless. They pitch up on our doorstep in their life rock, and we gave them a chunk of earth. Big multinational corporation has stepped up to the plate and provided these guys with accommodation. What we do here is we engage with the alien on behalf of MNU and on behalf of humans. The biggest job is to essentially go in and move these aliens into another zone. MNU agents, open the door, please. Hello. Okay. We are here to serve you an eviction notice. The aliens have to be evicted from District 9, and the township shut down before it explodes like a powder keg. That's one of the problems. Um, the humans very quickly sort of start taking advantage of them. MNU is trying to move the aliens for humanitarian reasons, but the real focus is weapons. More and more get put into the hands of this kind of moralist conglomerate, and the aliens are at that company's mercy. Why are you here? How do your weapons work? Christopher, I did not know they were doing this to you guys. Very quickly, the table starts to turn in his mind, and his whole world gets flipped upside down. He's not going to live like this. He has to stop it. Okay, all right, that's unacceptable, okay? That is unacceptable! He's realizing that his life as he knew it is essentially over. He quickly goes from becoming a nobody to being the most valuable person on the planet. Your feet is like dirt. He's entered District 9. There's a lot of secrets in District 9. Find that freak. Don't give up on me, baby. I will find a way. I just want everyone watching this to learn from what has happened. That little behind-the-scenes clip from District 9, uh, my favorite movie of the year so far. Wow, I love this movie. Now, I'm going to give you a little plot outline here. It says, in 1990, a massive starship uh, bearing a dying alien population nicknamed the Prawns appeared over Johannesburg, South Africa. Twenty years later, the initial welcome by human population had faded. The refugee camp where the aliens were located had deteriorated into a militarized ghetto called District 9, where they were confined and exploited. 
In 2010, the, the Munition Corporation, Multinational United, is uh, contracted to forcibly evict the population with operative, with the operative Wikus, Van Der Muur, which is the main character of the movie. Uh, he's in charge in the operation. And uh, Wikus is exposed to a strange alien chemical that, uh, and must rely on his help only from his new prawn friend. Now, the chemical is kind of like that black slug or sludge from uh, the X-Files. I don't know if you guys seen the X-Files movie, but there's uh, that little, like that black, almost like uh, motor oil, chemical, liquid, whatever. It's kind of, it looks like that that actually hits his face. Uh, now, now this is the plot line for District 9, folks. Uh, a movie I found to be both inventive and, you know, an incredible amount of fun. It was just a fun movie to watch. And I'm a sucker for alien movies, I really, but, you know, I really like this movie. And I am a sucker for alien movies. I tend to pretty much, you know, just like them across the board. Uh, even the kind of dumb ones, I, I'll still watch them because I'm into the subject. I like, you know, I'm into aliens and UFOs. In fact, like I said before, you don't have to abduct me, pal. Just come down, you know, knock on my door. I'll go with you. I want to see what's up on the ship. You know what I mean? Why wouldn't I want to get on a freaking alien ship? It's an interstellar ship. But I want to poke around in there and be friends. So you don't have to abduct me. But anyway, uh, I am a sucker for these kind of movies. But how, how does this movie compare, you know, to other, you know, movies, in, you know, that deal with the same subject? Uh, first, you know, you know, you'd have to look back at the vast history of alien movies that's been made by Hollywood. And uh, really, it's easy to find films that, you know, really reminds me of right off the bat. But yet it doesn't rip off these movies it has, you know, maybe a similar concept or storyline, but it, it comes in a, with an original approach. Uh, the movie kind of reminds me the most, really, of the miniseries V uh, and the miniseries Alien Nation. I don't know if you guys ever remember seeing that. That's a little bit, you know, beyond probably most of you guys out there's uh, time. Uh, so, you know, I'm dating myself back here. I'm 31, so that's when I was a kid. Uh, v was on TV. Now, they're actually, I think they're remaking it or they've made it already or something. But uh, V and Alien Nation is kind of what came into mind. Uh, when I was watching this, both movies about aliens coming to Earth to find a new home, in a sense. Uh, now, while in those movies or TV shows or miniseries or whatever, the aliens had a sinister intention. Uh, these aliens really don't. You know, they're like, you know, just they're mostly really like advanced cockroaches. They really don't have any sinister intention. They're just kind of up there. Uh, they're, you know, coming down here because they needed a home. They got stuck, their ship got stuck there, and they couldn't really go down or get off the ship, so they just kind of stayed living there for 20 years. Now, as nasty as that sounds, that, you know, a ship just came down, stopped moving, and just got stuck in the air, and they, they just left, they just stayed living there for 20 years. And, and I know that might sound a little nasty, but uh, picture, you know, roaches with human emotions, and that's really... Uh, but with a little bit of psychotic overtones at times, that's what the prawns you know kind of remind you of. But it's pretty funny stuff, folks. I mean, if you guys are into sci-fi and if you're into alien movies at all, this is going to be up the alley of a lot of you guys who haven't may have not seen this movie. If you've been you know, doubting it, like I was doubting that it'll be any good, uh, believe me, it's, it's definitely worth watching. It's a fantastic movie. Now I don't want to get too into the storyline per se. I don't want to give too much away, even though I've given a lot away already, but I don't want to ruin the movie for everybody. So all I want to say really is I recommend the movie uh, to everyone. Uh, it's not really an offensive uh, movie, you know, really. Uh, it doesn't have too much gratuitous uh, offensive stuff. I mean, it does go a little bit overboard at times, but it's all done in tongue-in-cheek. And 
uh, it's some funny stuff. And there's a little cannibalism in there, which it's a little odd. I um, I don't know. That might be a little too much for the youngsters. I think maybe you know, 13 and up will be all right. I don't know. I think it might have been thir- was it PG-13 or rated R? I'm not sure, but uh, you know, that might be a little bit too much for the young ones. But uh, if you're into sci-fi, this is uh, this is something that you'll definitely get a kick out of. Uh, so, yeah, thumbs up for me, man. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, that's my rating, thumbs up. If I had a co-host on tonight or somebody on with me, they'll probably, you know, give me their thumb. It'll be thumbing the world, but no, uh, thumbs up. Uh, but, yeah, that's uh, District 9, folks. Go check it out. It's in theaters now. It's a great flick. It really, 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 truly is. Uh, I'm going to go on another break here. I'm going to go ahead and play a little more Michael Jackson as we're doing a little semi-tribute to Michael since today is his birthday and he would have been 51 today. That's why we didn't do the show again uh, yesterday. From now on, the show's going to be on Fridays, uh, Friday at 11.30. Uh, but, of course, uh, I wanted to wait a day because I wanted to do it on his birthday. Uh, so, you know, we waited till today so I could also prep a little bit more and put more music and stuff on here. That's really the reason, but uh, whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, let's see here. What else? do I want to play here? What other song by Michael do I want to play here for you guys? Uh, oh, this is a fun one here. It's always fun. Yeah. Every night she walks right in my dreams Since I met her from the Motherfucker. Because the dark girl is mine. She's mine. She's mine. No, 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 she's mine. The girl is mine. The girl 
not going to fight about this, okay? Paul, I think I told you. I'm a lover, not a fighter. <sighs> I've heard it all before, Michael. She told me that I'm her forever lover, you know. Don't you remember? Well, after loving me, she said she couldn't love another. Is that what she said? Yeah, she said it. You keep dreaming. I don't believe.
I feel bad for you. That man is a piece of crap. He's a he's not a good person. Just leave it at that. He's not a good man. Don't listen to Alex Jones. He's a fear monger. He's a fear monger who uh he just he you know, he preys on people's emotions, on people's fears. That's not cool. It's not a good man. And uh, to our friend here, AZ UFO Radio, Rich, my rebuttal's already been said. I mean, like I said, no hard feelings, my friend, no no beef. Um, I'm as real a dude as you're ever going to meet here on Block Talk Radio. If you ever uh, want to come on my show, uh, feel free to call in. You know, everybody's uh, welcome to my show here. I am going to defend people that I know are stand-up people, uh, period. Because I know, uh, you know, I know Jesse and I know Alejandro uh, not very well. I'm not like you know super good friends with them or anything, but I've spoken to them on occasions, and uh, they're stand-up guys from my point of view. I, I mean, I don't know everything that goes on, but if you know what, if somebody wronged you, be a man. Just say it. You know, talk about it. Talk to him about it. Bring it to him. Don't bottle your emotions up and. Then go on radio on Block Talk Radio and start saying, "Oh, he's a fag and he's gay and oh, he's he's he takes it up the ass and he's a fag and she's a dyke and this guy's a fag." Because you know what? That's prejudice and prejudice is ignorance, as far as I'm concerned. And that's just ignorance. You know, spewing that kind of hate is ignorance. If a person is a homosexual or not, who gives a damn? I hate to break it to you, AZ uh, Rich, uh, but there's been a lot of gay people in the world. Uh, a lot from good and bad. I mean, it's just the way it is. Uh, gay people have always been around. I know that uh, you Bible thumpers don't believe in, uh, you know, in the fact that uh, there's been gay people around since the beginning of time. But truth is, yeah, they've been around since the beginning of time. They've been, uh, you know, around since forever. Deal with it. Grow the fuck up. It's 2009, people. Grow up. Pull up your skirts and grow the fuck up. It's time for... Uh, for people to, you know, shape up. Society needs a wake-up. And uh, that's uh, just uh, my two bits here. We have eight minutes left. I'm going to play a little more Michael Jackson, uh, since this is a tribute, in a sense, uh, to the late King of Pop, who would have been 51 years old today. Tragically, he was taken from us. Uh, you know, a, an energetic soul, a human being that gave so much to society, who really wanted to do good and just couldn't overcome his own, you know, frailties and his own issues with life. And just, uh, you know, it's a sad ending to an amazing life if you really look back at his life. The man lived an amazing life. He did a lot of great things, not only in music, but for the world. And I want to close here with a quote from Michael Jackson. Uh, this is a quote directly taken from him. Uh, I believe it was sometime in the 90s. As he said, uh, let us dream of tomorrow where we can truly love from the soul and know love as the ultimate truth at the heart of all creation. That's from Michael Jackson, the King of Pop. Happy birthday. Rest in peace.